Computer, initialize Holosuite. You are listening to The Expanse, a Star Trek Enterprise podcast. My name is Kyle West, and this week we are doing another audio commentary. Our first one in a while, actually. I'm joined by Chris Hill. Chris, how are you today? Doing pretty good. How about yourself? Uh, yeah, yeah, doing all right. Doing all right. And um, as we record this, we've got the news that the children go back to school in two weeks. Kind of still in lockdown, but kids will be back in school. So I'll have. A little bit of freedom. In fact, it's been, they've been off for two, almost two and a half months by the time they go back in. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's been challenging, partly for the homeschooling, but also just for, you know, we can't do anything right now. Everything's closed. It has been for over a month now in Wales. Uh, so just doing anything with them. The day's getting repetitive. And even when you don't want to do anything suddenly because you're demotivated, you know, you remember that you have to do something for your children because this stuff could have lasting impacts on their social yeah. relationships and things. So... Yeah, challenges. It's been two and a half months of them. But when this episode goes out, they'll have been back in school for a few weeks and I'll probably be a much happier man, able to actually do my own job, <laughs> which, will be, <laughs> which will be lovely, which has had to go on the back burner for uh, all of this year, actually, so far. So uh, I did kind of cheat on Enterprise this weekend, though, Chris. I need to make a confession. Did you watch The Expanse? No. <laughs> okay, okay. So then no. you didn't cheat on Enterprise. <laughs> that is kind of on my, uh, my to-do list, though. No, I, I watched... Scott Bakula in his current show. Oh. NCIS New Orleans. I um yeah, I don't know why, but a few weeks ago I saw the first season was on sale on DVD on Amazon for like mm-hmm. six quid. And I was like, Oh man, you got a twenty plus episode season for for yeah. six or seven quid, I'm gonna get that. Particularly because, you know, I wanted to sample it because of uh, Bakula, I've always loved him. And we finally watched some of it over the weekend so we're four episodes deep and i'm enjoying it man it's it's weird seeing archer with his gray hair and (laughs) got an accent in it and everything so that took some getting used to but uh yeah it's been fun i think that's going to be a popular show in the household katie's really into all those kind of uh murder mystery kind of shows you know so yeah so i finally got around to watching it i've asked you before if you've watched it and i can't remember what you've said i've seen a couple episodes here and there so okay okay yeah it's uh his accent really does throw me off, but I am sure I will get used to it as time goes. I guess for me, I haven't really noticed it, but that's just because I'm kind of expecting it since it's taking place there in New Orleans. And they do have a bit of a different accent than, than I do. It's like Trip should be there, man. <laughs> <laughs> Joining him. He's got his, his running a, a good accent, but it's probably helped me the transition because he may look like Archer, but he doesn't sound like Archer. So it's helping. <laughs> so this week, we're going to be doing an audio commentary of a popular episode. <laughs> I might be saying that with irony or sarcasm or whatever. Unexpected. So this was the, I think it was the third standalone episode Yeah. to go out in season one. This episode sees Commander Trip Tucker end up pregnant. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to getting into uh, into this episode sure you've all 
seen it before as you listen to it and uh, i think there'll be a lot to chat about uh, before that though chris we do need to just ask our listeners to please hit the subscribe button we've yes. had a big burst in listeners over the uh, last couple of weeks so i just want to thank everyone who's stuck with us the entire time we've been going or anyone who's new to the team thank you very much please stay mm-hmm. subscribed please give us a rating on your your apps that you use ideally top rating uh, please nothing else and uh, don't forget that if you would like early access to episodes or extra podcasts or bonuses, you can subscribe to our Patreon, which is at patreon.com forward slash NX01 podcast. And just uh, one final reminder, there'll be an advert for this later. We are doing our next book review on next mm-hmm. week's episode. So if you want to know everything that we're talking about in that episode, because it was a good book, the book we're doing is Deedalus. So not to be confused with Deedalus's children. You want to get Deedalus if you'd like to join us for that. You have seven days from time of release to uh, to read that book. And it is one you can burn through, I think, Chris. Yeah. Once I got into it, it only took me maybe like a day total. Could read it a few times over then, guys. So, uh, yeah, please give it a read and join us next week for that. Chris, have you seen Unexpected recently at all? It's been a while. Probably when I was doing my, my rewatch a year and a half ago. Yeah, it's never been a go-to episode for me, so I'm looking forward to getting into it. We always knew this was going to be an audio commentary, I think. At least first go around, yeah. <laughs> yeah, when we set up for our first audio commentary all those weeks ago, months ago, we discussed then that it was inevitable that it was going to be a night in sick bay and uh, this one unexpected as future ones. So looking forward to getting into it. Chris, do you want to tell everyone where they can watch this episode if they wish to watch along with us? If you're in the United States, you can watch it on Amazon Prime and CBS All Access. Probably by the time this drops, it'll be Paramount+. Plus. Mm, which yeah. is actually how I'm going to be watching it today. Of course, you can always watch your DVD copies that you have or your digital copies if you've converted those as well. Over there in the UK, they got it on Netflix, right? Yeah, yeah, it's on Netflix, uh, just on Netflix, I think, off the top of my head. Uh, Netflix have, I think in most countries now around the world, they've got pretty much all of the library except for Picard and Lower Decks, which are on Amazon Prime. So yeah, load up Netflix or your DVDs or Whatever you're going to do to watch this episode, if you don't have access to the episode, if you're in your car or in work or whatever you're doing, gardening, you could be in the garden, yeah. then I don't know, maybe the sun will be coming out about this time when it releases. So I'm, I might even be in the garden. I plan to grow some potatoes <laughs> this year, amongst other things, not just potatoes. I, I, I don't want to just become a potato gardener <laughs> in my back garden. But yeah, we will have the audio track in this episode as well. So if you've never heard one of our audio commentaries, we do run the episode's audio underneath everything we're saying. So uh, you can kind of hear what's going on in the episode as well. But if you want to watch along with us, fantastic. I know we do have people who do that, Chris, we've yeah. been told so on social media. So let's get into it. I'll get myself ready. We'll do a countdown before we begin. Okay, so for those of you who are streaming it or whatever you're doing, you need to be at literally naught, 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 naught on the timestamp to make sure that we're synced. So I'm going to count us down for when we're going to get started. Chris, are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, three, two, one, play. So, um, interesting choice for the uh, the showers here. I didn't think Archer would be one of the first people we'd see in the shower. I know. <laughs> they definitely did try to use the men as much as they did the women. Mm-hmm. Archer looking a bit younger than when I Archer saw him bridge. tonight, actually, <laughs> on NCIS. What the hell's going on? This is a funny scene, uh, though. We are having a yeah. With the gravity plating on E-deck. If it doesn't cause you any inconvenience. 
Oh, no, 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 not at all. Any idea when you might get it back online? Commander Tucker says it should be any minute now, sir. I guess it is one of those, um... One of those things you sit in the writer's room and think... Thank you. Like, what would happen if the... If the artificial gravity went off when you're in the shower? Yeah. So I'm glad we got to see it. Getting from that. The best of the intro, the intro songs for Enterprise. So beautiful. Best of all the shows, man. Best of all the shows. Followed closely by Picard for me. I'd forgotten about that opening with Archer. In yeah. the shower. Yeah, I was trying to watch my digital copy, but it with my, my new laptop, it wasn't working, so... I know for next time I'm going to use my old laptop to, to do our commentaries. You're not able to um, fix the error, whatever the error was? I, I'd probably have to look look deeper into it, because it was just playing the audio and not none of the video. She goes. Whoosh. Not a very adventurous breakfast. Plomic broth is a traditional morning meal on Vulcan. Ah, but you're not on Vulcan. You should try these blueberry pancakes. Ah, I do love how Phlox just threw himself into other cultures. And yeah. We saw it so often, didn't we? We saw it in, in Cold Front a few episodes after this, you know, with the, yeah. uh, the religious people there. And it's very... I wonder if all Tenoblins are like that. Oh, it'd be nice if we could find out. You hear, you hear that, Paramount? We want some more Tenoblians. <laughs> I want anything with a connection to Enterprise. Yeah. Water. Carbonated. Now that's adventurous. Oh no. So that definitely is not carbonated water. It probably tastes the same though. Yeah. I'm not a fan of carbonated water. Soda water, as we call it. Yeah. Here. Yeah. As long as if it's got some flavor to it, like you know, like a regular pop, I'm good. So Yeah, I add some um if I've just got soda water or tonic, I'll just add some cordial to it. And just to give it a flavour in there. We'll get to it as soon as we can. Aye, sir. I love this set. I say this all the mm -hmm. time, but it's such a creative engineering set. Any luck? We know it's got something to do with the plasma exhaust. Flow's been restricted for some reason, and it's... Now, they were speaking about it being, you know, 12 degrees there, and that's actually about what the high was today where, where I'm at. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Give me a minute, sir. I think we can figure it out. Just remembered why they're having all these faults. It's taken me about five minutes before I've twigged as to yeah. what's causing all the uh, issues. Tucker to bridge. Might be a good idea to drop out of warp. <laughs> Archer gives some dirty looks to me. <laughs> Makes you feel like crap. Something's distorting our wake pattern. You're right. Something's there. EM residue in the exhaust ports? No, we checked. They're clean. Malcolm, 
If we ignited the plasma exhaust, what kind of damage would it do to the nacelles? One of the things I do like, though, kind of going back a little bit, is the is to pull having the the Spock viewer. Yeah, yeah. Nice touch. All right, sir. Put up A4. There we go. Record all aft sensors. Hull plating. Both nacelles are a maximum. Stand by to ignite a charge at 80 meters due aft. Fire. Oh, damn. Did you see it, Chris? Play it back. Yep. A little imprint of the ship there. Go back and freeze it at the flashpoint. You know, I'm watching a lot of the, um, the old Trek shows right now for my other podcast, yeah. mm -hmm. uh, her first Trek. And when you watch Enterprise, you just forget how gorgeous it looked yeah. compared to to even Voyager, which immediately preceded it. You know, just the the widescreen, the the change in in colors, really, that were on the screen as well. You know, I just oh, I just love. I'm just sitting here looking at it, just loving it. This is Captain Jonathan Archer of the Starship Enterprise. I don't need to tell you where we are. Your presence is disrupting a number of our systems. Archer would be a very different character if he had the accent that Scott Bakula uses on NCIS. <laughs> Hoshi steps up to the plate. I mean, I don't know how, how she did it that quick. We are complying with your request. We ask you not to harm us. They're moving off, sir. We have no intention of harming you, but I wouldn't mind an explanation. I apologize for any damage we've caused. Our engines are malfunctioning, and we've been using your plasma exhaust to replenish our terraphasic coils. Why didn't they just ask, though? Like, now they're like, oh, please don't harm us, but you could have just asked, guys. Yeah. You were, you were like, I don't know, technically stealing, I guess, or... whatever stealth device you're using. So how do we feel about... The cloaking device. I'm giving you 40 well, of had we seen it in Broken Bow with the Suliban yet? Or do we see that later? I don't remember. I think I, I think it might have been later. So, potentially this was our first look at the cloaking device. Do you think it was too early in Trek to be, to be seeing that? I mean, it would make sense that other cultures that became yeah. more advanced than us had more advanced technology obviously so yeah i guess my issue with it is that it's yeah you're absolutely right cloaking technology could have been developed centuries before by other species and things but if earth were coming into contact with it mm -hmm. so regularly or ever and they have good engineers it makes you wonder why earth didn't develop one before obviously the various treaties and stuff prevented yeah. it just about ready it's too bad the ship-to-ship -ship sensors are down. Would have been nice to get a look at them. I'll just think of it as a blind date. Because Enterprise does make the cloaking device seem like it's more common than, than it is later on in Trek. Here I go, sir. Keep your comm channel open. We'll be right here. There he goes. Off for his... Uh... Oh, I just remembered this bit as well. Decontamination. Here you go. Would he rather do this or uh, be in the decon chamber Don't with flocks? Well, we are kind of busy. Um, 
I'd probably, I'd, I'd probably do do this one. I mean, because, I mean, you do have the chance to fall asleep if you want to, and not get bothered. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, yeah. I'm just remembering Flox's uh, sort of various ridges and stuff on him as well. Hello. From when uh, T'Pol was in the decon chamber with him. Way of <laughs> I was going to say, this is a really sort of bad way to go about this first contact, isn't it? Like they probably should have given some very clear instructions or just any guidance to Enterprise before he went over. At least give, give, give him a heads up that he'd be gassed. Yeah, wouldn't you? Because you would think if you were tripped that you've just been, you've just been conned and they're going to kill you. How long's it been, sir? About five minutes longer than the last time you asked. How's the breathing? A lot easier, but I prefer air I can't see. They told us the uh, air would clear up during the last half hour <laughs> of decompression. I feel like I've been in here for a week. You've only got 45 minutes to go, Trip. Be patient. Oh, Porthos. John, you <laughs> found out uh, this week that, and I don't know if it's true, I've not fact-checked it, but apparently Porthos, the dog, was replaced after the first season uh, with two female dogs uh, because they didn't want to see his penis on screen or something. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. But... Yes, they had, to paint, uh, they had to paint some markings onto the new dogs to make it look the same. They did a really good job of making this ship seem incredibly alien. Yeah. I hope the acclimation process wasn't too stressful. I think they did a good job on the, the makeup for him too. It's definitely not a not just a forehead. The perceptual tests are the best way to determine This guy reminds me of uh, Degra from season three. Not right now, thank you. We strongly recommend Say so we'd have to to look that up. We might just throw it in our notes or in the in the post itself. The engine room of yours. It's one deck above us. Yeah, done well this. I and I guess it was playing into the whole idea of you know first ship out there and such. Mm -hmm. But I wonder if they built a rod of their own back, so to speak, because you knew they couldn't do this all the time. Yeah. Uh, with ships, so... But I appreciate them at least trying it here. I don't know what the hell they are, then. See some nice little uh, space eels. I hate eels. <laughs> Anytime I see them on TV. So, so basically, that's your that's your snakes. If you were Indiana Jones. Oh yeah, I mean, I I, oh, I can't stand snakes, and Katie loves them. And she always joke about getting a snake, and I'm like, the moment you bring a snake into this house is the moment I leave this house. I do not trust snakes at all. At all. I've actually had snake. It's not too bad. Oh, dude. Dude. No. <laughs> 
thinking that you know trip had had a lot of focus in these early episodes yeah um, right before this was strange new world which was, well, i guess that was quite an ensemble episode but trip had quite a prominent part in it stand by for a minute depal put me through to Trinal. stand by not that everyone else is chilling and trips got all this stuff going on my man's not doing so well over there. He'll be fine. With all due respect, I've known Commander Tucker for eight years. He's tough as nails. If he says he's having problems, I've got to believe him. When he came out of decompression, he refused to rest. I strongly suggest he'd lie down for a while. You really think that'll make a difference? We have a good deal of experience with alien visitors. Oh, damn. I told Janelle he'd try to get at least an hour of shut-eye. He says that should do the trick. See this scene with Trip here just makes me think of the book that we're reviewing yeah. next week. And where Trip is in a similar situation with a female. It's not gonna work, Captain! And having, you know, trouble adjusting to, to the environment on the other ship. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. God, I didn't even think of that. <laughs> that was the more obvious. <laughs> to uh, to uh, find similarities. Oh. Nice. Your captain sent the recording. He thought it might help you relax. Are you feeling? I like her voice. What's that? Our food. It grows all over the ship. Would you like some? It's very sweet. I could sweet. barely get anything to grow in my yeah, garden <laughs> the last few months, let alone uh, lining my this walls with food. This is the closest food. we could come to water. Trust me. That's not water at all. It's bloody solid. What are you thinking? I'm reckon it's like a. I imagine it's like a little soft um, capsule thing. Or ice, yeah. I guess. Looking at that. Oh, oh, oh. That hurt? The spark. Mm -hmm. Not really. Or, like, clear jello. I think is what they probably used. I'm surprised that if they're going to have uh, Trip get his first real uh, alien. Lady of the Week thing going on that Something's they didn't go with different makeup. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what it is. Maybe maybe it's because I'm not a spaceman. <laughs> a space explorer. Uh, I don't know if my immediate thought would be to, to to get it down and dirty. So was that spark? I can't remember if that spark was normal or not for them. Could we take some of those with us? 
See, it seems like, you know, it's a, it's a bit of releasing of pent-up energy. You're not gonna believe this. They've got grass growing on the floor. Real grass. It's even green. Is Vulcan grass green? Have you tested the ion matrix, Commander? What color is Vulcan grass, actually? Some kind of vapor helps them metabolize their food. It smells just like a freshly mowed lawn. The Ion Matrix Commander. <laughs> I think I think it's 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 more of a a red maybe. I'm trying to remember from if we've from from when we've seen it. So. I was gonna say like a reddish color. Sounds like Trip's feeling better. Before you know it, he'll have that engine room running like a well-oiled machine. Travis's line of the uh, the episode. <laughs> Shouldn't take more than a couple of hours. Just think. Yesterday, you would have done anything to get out of there. Duck her out. It will take a while for the coils to regenerate. Oh, no. Trip's eating with his mouth open. Oh, no. <laughs> this is a big no-no. Well, I guess if I was talking about cloaking technology... Uh, being shown maybe a bit soon on this show. Uh, given it's meant to be a yeah. prequel, what do we make out of <laughs> the appearance of a holodeck? <laughs> <laughs> Again, chalk it up to an alien species. What is it, a 3D simulator of some kind? Tolograph. Are we meant to believe that Earth couldn't develop this for 200 years? <laughs> Seems real, doesn't it? They did have uh, a holodeck on on the original Enterprise. We just did, we we just didn't see it until till the animated series. What was it like this? Yeah, it, it pretty much re 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 replicated everything. What Trip doesn't know is that uh, <laughs> he's about to. Uh, land himself in some trouble. We're still in the same room, and this isn't a boat. It's a boat. It's just. I'd love a holodeck. Exactly. I think I think a lot of people would. We had one of these on oh, it'd be amazing! I would do this. I'd just be on a boat. Yeah. You don't have any dermal plating. How do you detect? Taking a nap. We don't before the inevitable uh, holodeck error would happen. Yeah. I'd be stranded in there and probably a hole in the boat and <laughs> all sorts. And just when you least expect Badgie will come out and, and threaten to kill you. <laughs> Not that I know of. Normally we shave them off with something called a razor, but I haven't had the chance since I've been here. Do you mind? Go ahead. Oh. Does that hurt? Not in the least. It's funny that for all the talk of Archer being like more Kirk-like than previous captains, I always felt that actually it was Trip that was filling that spot on the show. Well, they gave they gave they gave Trip the uh, the pop culture version of of Kirk. I forget that you're very defensive over the uh, <laughs> how Kirk didn't quite behave. Uh, the way that pop culture likes to uh, remember. Rules to this game? It takes four hands to work. Oh, she knew what she was doing. 
Now, I saw an interesting discussion online uh, about this guys, quite a few weeks ago now. Yeah. Someone put it out there that this is a non-consensual act. Yeah? And that Trip did not know... Cause we, I think we found out as the episode goes on that uh, this is where the deed happens. And yeah, it was Trip was not aware of what could happen or was happening, yeah. so... Technically, you know, it was uh, it was assault on him. This is one hell of a game. So, so he became the the pop pop culture version of of Kirk, as well as a stand-in for Troy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess I wonder what kind of assault it would fall under, though, because uh, it wasn't sexual assault. Because even though there was a baby involved, there was no. I don't know. Was it sexual in nature, or was With, it? Are we? Saying it's just more of a physical assault, or I don't know. I'd, I'd say probably probably wind up being all of the above, just because of the how how this alien is. Hmm. Such an alien culture. Would have been cool to see them more. Decompression any easier coming back? Three hours is three hours. You can't three hours ain't that bad. Yeah. Let's take a mobile phone. Watch some Netflix. Boxes. Full of pebbles that make you telepathic. What were the Zerillians like? Ah, uh, no shorter than us. Weird scales on their faces. But otherwise pretty much like you and me. Sure was something. Reminded me why I signed on. It definitely was set in these two up as the buddies. Yeah. In the early days, weren't they? I think we've spoken about that before. But getting a chance to meet other species is our mission. Yeah, yeah. They were setting up uh, Trip and Travis to be the the buddies, and Trip and Reed to be the 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 ones that butt heads all the time. <laughs> it was worth every minute. As long as those coils stayed charged, you shouldn't have a problem maintaining a stable warp field. Thanks for taking care of me when I wasn't feeling so hot. It was worth every minute. Oh. Good luck to you. And now you're thinking, well, what nice is this episode there. going to be about? The opportunity, what could possibly happen now? Well, whatever it is, it's going to be unexpected. <laughs> I see what you did there. Now look, they all think job done. We, had, we did a good deed. They feed you over there. You should come with. Oh, here we go. I heard about the holographic recreation. It wasn't like any visual similar I've ever tried. The good chemistry is to be in there. You could smell the ocean, feel the salt air on your skin. If we had one of those on board, I can only imagine what it'd be useful. I don't know if they can recreate people with it, but it sure did a hell of a job on landscapes. Make any friends? All in, one of their engineers. She's the one who showed me the holodeck. Implying that the holodeck will all, all, always be used for sex. <laughs> well, that came up on lower decks, if you remember. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Captain Freeman was horrified and disgusted to uh, discover from Commander Ransom that that's mostly what the holodeck's used for. And, and she was friends with Riker, so, I mean, at least he kept... At, at least Riker kept it from her. Yeah. <laughs> 
I just watched that episode of Lower Decks uh, yesterday, actually. <laughs> oh, Maybe we're here we go. There. The first, the first sign. You better have Doctor Flonks take a look at it. Far as I know, freaks me out. Freaks me out to look at. Ugh. I'm really funny about wrists. Uh, I think it's probably got a name, but like I can't look at anyone's wrist or have my wrists touched or. It's a weird, weird thing. But to seeing that on Trip's wrist is horrible. <laughs> it's triggering me, man. Repair work. Meaning? This is a nipple. I beg your pardon? <laughs> the blast assist is located between the 6th and 7th intercostals. What the hell are you talking about? I'm uh, not <laughs> quite sure if congratulations are an order, Commander, but you're pregnant. Just what every man wants to hear. Yeah. You're pregnant. See the headlines now. Florida man gets pregnant in space. Yeah. <laughs> they probably think we've only been out in space for about a month. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and Tripp's already got himself pregnant. <laughs> when reproducing, these Aurelians only utilize the genetic material of the Paul is brilliant in this scene as well. Hosts. That's comforting. How the hell did I get knocked up? We don't have any data on their mating procedures, but uh, I wouldn't think it would be that difficult for you to recollect. He's calling it matings, I guess. You are talking sexual assault. Yeah. Mm. Three days. You were only there for three <laughs> days and you couldn't restrain yourself. I'm telling you, Captain, I was a complete gentleman the entire time. I imagine that's a question of how you define gentlemen. The only female I had any contact with was Alain, their engineer. Other than repairing the reactor, all she and I did together was go into this holographic chamber they've got. She showed me some home movies, simulations of their planet, but I didn't lay a hand on her. There's got to be some way to get this thing out of me without hurting it. Can't you create a surrogate chamber or something? The embryo has integrated with your pericardium. I wouldn't be comfortable extracting it without more information on the gestation process. I get trip wants to look after it, though. engineer wanted you to see her planet. So? Perhaps the next step would have been to meet her holographic parents. If I'm not mistaken, on some planets, that's a precursor to marriage. Archer's reaction to this is brilliant. In a rowboat. I swear, Captain, nothing happened. There had to have been a somewhat uh, lengthy physical contact to transfer this much genetic material. Oh, Flox dropping a minute. I've been in Starfleet for 12 years. Do you think I jeopardized my career by messing around with some alien engineer on a three-day mission? I considered myself a diplomat from the minute I set foot in that vessel. Well, <laughs> box of pebbles. Pebbles? Yeah, she had it on the boat, but it was no big deal. We just stuck our hands into these granules for a few minutes. It's a game they play. Let you read each other's minds. Don't stick your hands into bowls, guys. Just like everything else in the room, Doctor. Without a sample of these telepathic uh, granules, it would be impossible to make a determination. But Never share a bowl. As the transferal medium. One of the first things a diplomat learns is not to stick his fingers where they don't belong. Captain? I'm finding myself just sitting here watching the episode. I'm sorry to all the listeners <laughs> of this one. I just... Uh, God, I haven't seen this episode in so long. I'm normally uh, 
watch the episode before we do the audio commentary. Yes, sir. But I was keen to sort of go into this one fresh. I'm fine. You'll probably feel Particularly given it's a slower paced uh, story as well. Sufficient rest and exercise and see me at least once a day. That nipple may not be the only surprise your body has in store for you. <laughs> you think we could keep this between the four of us? At least for the time being. You got it. <laughs> I was trying to envision them doing this kind of episode now. Yeah. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's the main story being one of the crew just gets pregnant. Sir. Look at this lift. Sir? It's an accident waiting to happen. This safety bar is a meter off the floor. What use would it be for a small person? Sounds like me walking around my house yeah. regularly, <laughs> seeing every pointed edge and <laughs> or anything on the floor that they could slip on. Put your hands here while this is going up or down. It'll take your fingers right off. Why would someone put their hands there, sir? You know, really, if you think about it, that entire ship's a death trap. <laughs> yes, true. Also, I would put my hands there, probably. Your natural instinct would be to hold on to. That, that crewman... He needs to go. Supplemental. We've spent eight days looking for the Cerulean ship, but so far we've had no luck. Oh, trip. We still we, we do get some good shots of the Enterprise on this one too. So. Yeah, yeah. They're still quite fresh shots as well back then. Mm -hmm. They haven't really got used to the stock images. How you feeling? Uh, we all promised to keep this under wraps. I haven't said a thing. Doctor? Not a word. I know it. You often see flocks in there, do we? No. I wonder if this was the only time. What's up, Commander DePaul promised to keep your pregnancy a secret? Where I'm from, Vulcans aren't known for keeping promises. Well, what makes you think she's told anyone? All you have to do is see the way they whisper, talk behind my back. You know what happened this morning? Ensign Hart pulled out my chair for me. I'm telling you, it was DePaul and you can be sure it was intentional. What's that? I would be more likely to believe that Flox was responsible. Yeah. <laughs> Going from later episodes, Flox never seemed to keep anyone's situation <laughs> quiet. He was telling to Paul about Tripp's struggles with sleeping and yeah. recommending <laughs> recommending Archer <clears throat> just basically have sex and yeah. with Paul. Are they going to go away afterward? One would think. Then again, I have no experience with this species. Second God, one. makes me sick. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's been over a week, Trip. We have to start <laughs> considering the possibility that we're not going to find the Zerillians. Oh, thanks for nothing. <laughs> Are you saying I'm going to deliver this baby? I believe he's saying a good deal more than that. Once the child is born, it may well rely on you. In Trip's going to become a daddy. <laughs> Potentially. I'm assuming it would be a caesarean birth, yeah. uh, for this, this child. A working mother. <clears throat> you know, <clears throat> the doctor was saying that the gestation period will only last another five weeks. Six at the most. Oh, 
Quite a quick pregnancy, though. Yeah. Bet my uh, my lady would have appreciated that. Oh, no, I suggest you stick with the civilian clothes. Seems to help hide the bulge. How much bigger is this thing gonna get? I'm already laughing stock of the ship. I'd love some more of this. Yes, sir. I'd like you to start seeing the doctor every eight hours. As your delivery date gets closer, he should be able to start figuring out what your postnatal responsibilities might be. Postnatal responsibilities? You may very well be putting those nipples to work before you know it. Uh oh. Oh no. Now the whole ship is gonna know. There's a bright side to all of this. Yeah? What's that? As far as we know, this is the first interspecies pregnancy involving a human. <sighs> Got something. Looks like their signature. Coordinates. 078 Mark 6, 3 million kilometers. Change our heading to intercept. Okay, we got them. Bridge to Archer. Go ahead. We may have found the Zerillion ship, sir. Thank you. On our way. What have you got? We're approaching the coordinates. I've analyzed the stealth telemetry. I believe it's them. Drop down to impulse. Hoshi, try to get an image. Doesn't look very stealthy to me. Go tighter. There's a starship profile. So we haven't seen that ship in a while. No. What were you thinking as a TOS fan? Seeing a sort of a throwback to. It looked to me like it, it was a, a it D7, but. We've since learned it's more, I think, the D5. Sure, it'll change again <laughs> at some point. Do respect. Do we really think this is a wise idea? If we're going to speak to the Zerillians, we can't do it without the Klingons knowing about it. Open a channel. Oh, he's so, uh. This is Captain Archer of the Starship. So naive for the Klingons. Mm -hmm. I definitely would like to ask for your assistance with the little problem. So they're charging weapons. Polarize the hull plating. Grab hold of something. Yeah, you know, I'd rather, rather let the Klingons know why we're going to be firing at them. They're not. If they wanted to destroy Enterprise, they would. Hey, you know that whole thing about fans used to kick off the first contact with the Klingons was always described as being disastrous? Yeah. And uh, people, for some reason, didn't think that a Klingon getting shot by a farmer was disastrous enough. Um, well, if you wanted to ignore that and think of this as first contact, then this is pretty disastrous as well. There was a yeah. firefight. One of the crew was got pregnant. <laughs> and they were trying to find the right ship. Please accept our apology. But I need to ask you a question. And what would that be? Have you been experiencing any unusual malfunctions? Problems with your gravity plating, propulsion, environmental controls? You've been monitoring our systems. For how long? We haven't, I, I promise you. It's such a paranoid species, the, the same things mm -hmm. a few days ago. Your problems are being caused by a small stealth vessel that's been riding in your wake. 
They're using your plasma exhaust to fuel their warp coils. Find the specimen. Wait a minute, wait a minute. They're harmless. We need them. Alive. Just give me a chance to explain. Find them! I mean, these aliens were silly for getting behind a Klingon ship. I mean, come on. But then, then again, they probably didn't really realize about the Klingons. Surprise that, um, I guess maybe the space isn't claimed at all. It's hard to come across a Klingon ship at all, isn't it? This, this close to Earth, I guess, really. They won't get home. But I'm more than willing to hasten their journey to Stovokor. Stovokor? The afterlife. You really don't want to hurt these people. They're actually very kind. They've just had some bad luck with their engines. Paul's about to come save the day. You're wasting my time! Less than one month ago, Captain Archer stood in the High Council Chamber in Kronos. The Chancellor himself called him a man of honor, a brother. Enterprise is the ship that found Klang and returned him to the Empire. Without Klang, your houses would be at war with each other. Jonathan Archer is the man who carried out that rescue. You are in his debt. You would be demonstrating both honor. I think we kind of forget with Enterprise that there was quite a strong arc with Archer and the Klingons going yeah. from beginning to end you know um, obviously was dropped in season 3 for the Zindi stuff but you know it was there again in season 4 when had the, uh, the augment virus yeah. and things like that and we saw season 2 with um, Duras well for one they've got some incredible holography I don't know how advanced Klingon holograms are. we also find out he's the first person to escape from real Pentec yeah that's <laughs> I feel like at some point they just wanted to antagonize uh, fans on purpose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I came by into the idea, though, that the Klingons wouldn't want anyone to know someone had ever broken out of there before. So. Yeah. So it winds up making sense. Definitely gets out of there much easier than. He was there for three days. They trust him. It'll and make Kirk things did, a though. lot easier. If their technology amuses me, I may spare their lives. I don't need your engineer to help me make that decision. There's another reason. Commander Tucker has... Oh, Trip knows. ...unfinished business with the Zerillians. I am not interested <laughs> in your engineer's business. There's a pregnancy involved. I thought you said you were there to fix their wall. Malcolm Spence. Pregnate one of their females. This should be a lesson to you. Forget it happened. I'm afraid that's not going to be so easy. Show him. <laughs> Look at Reed standing there now. <laughs> This is really one of the uh, the great uh, comedy episodes, at least for season one. Oh, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Most of the funny moments usually involve trip. Yeah. This is a topographical survey of our capital. And some of the most serious moments, really, on the show. Please to give you a demonstration. 
Don't stick your hands in the bowls, Cleons. No. The reactor worked fine for six days, then went offline again. How did you find us? It wasn't easy, but we were very, um, motivated. I don't understand. Oh, man, that does not look... Look pleasant. I see the problem here now is that she may not have thought it could happen with another species, but she knew she knew it could happen. Yeah. So I don't know. I never thought of it until I saw that discussion going on online, you know, and and then I was like, oh, actually, yeah, I guess when you look closer at it. She looks very healthy. It's a girl, huh? Wait. Does she have, like, um, Trip's DNA, then? This this kid? Well, they, they said only the mother's DNA is used for... Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, I missed that. So, I'm guessing it's similar to, like, seahorses. The Zerillians will be free to go. I appreciate your cooperation. I hope the next time we meet, we can be of some help to you. I'd be amazed if the Klingons actually let the Zerillians leave. Listen to me very carefully. Our debt is repaid. We have no interest in meeting you again. And if we do, I promise you'll regret it. The only thing we're Klingons are so OTT, man. Mm -hmm. Doing it twice in one day. I smell things in there. I hope I never smell again. Trinal told me that at full impulse, they can probably get home in less than a month. No more hitchhiking. Now, you see, at that point, I think T'Pol should have said, you know, well, you know, this is how we handled it. <laughs> <laughs> but the Klingon Chancellor calling me a brother? Is that true? Klingons are known to exaggerate. I saw nothing wrong with doing the same. Archer looked touched mm -hmm. until then. Your appetite seems to be back to normal. Just eating for one again. I've run a check through the Starfleet database. You might be pleased to know that this is the first recorded incident of a human male becoming pregnant. Just how I always wanted to get into the history books. I love that the sort of relationship between the three of them was was set in stone already at this point and there we have it uh, that is uh, unexpected finished found myself watching uh, watching that far too uh, too often yeah <laughs> not speaking uh, good episode i enjoy it it's i don't know what do you think of what do you think about unexpected like i said you know one of, one of the the good comedy ones for for this first season here Definitely not one you know that goes into the to the annals of, of Star Trek you know history of great episodes, but de definitely one of the fun and funnier ones. Yeah, I don't think it can be revisited too often. I, I do think though that it's a very funny episode, but not f until halfway in. Yeah. So it's it's the comedy episode, but it takes such a long time to get. To the comedy and from that point on you know you're laughing at everything but i just 
maybe it needed to be quicker getting to yeah. the the punchline the, the episode yeah and yeah the punchline uh, but it, it is fun i think i think they did a great job with it they must have got the script and thought because they were still new to the show and thought oh geez we, we really are doing star trek aren't we <laughs> any favorite moments in that then just sort of sort of how they're all reacting to trip being pregnant like you were saying you know malcolm's face once he sees the the pregnancy in full force i got two favorite moments the first one was when to Paul was like three days, three days you were on that, like just really giving a dressing down. And the other one was when uh, Trip was having dinner with Archer and Flocks, mm-hmm. and then Archer said, "You know, we have to talk, start talking about your your postnatal needs, plan. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> needs, yeah, that was it." And then Trip's like, "Postnatal needs, <laughs> just, <laughs> just tickled me, man, tickled me. It is, it is a fun episode." Okay, so that's it for this week's episode. We've provided you a commentary that you never knew you needed for Unexpected. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed the show. Uh, I hope if you've rewatched Unexpected as well, that you, uh, you enjoyed that. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button and to visit patreon.com forward slash nx01podcast. And please stick around for the end of the show where you'll hear some teaser trailers for other podcasts at hollowsweetmedia.com. Thank you very much. On 10th March 2021, our weekly discussion will focus on the Star Trek Enterprise novel, Daedalus. This was the fourth original Enterprise novel, following by the book What Price Honor and Surak's Soul, which we have previously reviewed on this podcast and can be found on our podcast feed. If you'd like to be fully knowledgeable of what we discuss in our 10th of March 2021 show, then please dig out your copy of Daedalus or visit an online retailer to purchase a copy. We look forward to our next book club review. The Expanse a Star Trek Enterprise podcast is produced and hosted by myself, Chris Hill, and Kyle West, and is a part of the Holosuite Media Podcast Network. To keep up to date with all the news and updates from The Expanse, be sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at NX01Podcast. You can find me on Twitter at TheChrisHill, and Kyle on Twitter at KyleThomasWest. To join the Holosuite Media Community Discussion Group, simply type the Nexus into the Facebook search bar, and we'll see you there. Thanks for listening, and until next time, keep your shirts on. This show is brought to you by Hollow Sweet Media. Computer. List other available Holosuite Media programs. Loading Holosuite Preview Program 4, Starbase 1, the Star Trek Online podcast. I don't really think that's a good idea. I order you to do it right now. Warning. The structural integrity field has collapsed. This is Admiral Quinn. You will be assigned to Starbase 1. Welcome to Starbase 1. I'm Colin. I'm Admiral Aaron. I'm Dave. I'm Steve. And I'm Tom. Starbase One is a dedicated Star Trek Online podcast. If you're a first-time listener, hello. If you're a dedicated decade listener and you've been wondering where the hell we are, we're back. Loading Holosuite Preview Program 4, Star Pod Trek, a podcast exploring Gene Roddenberry's 
vision of their future. And remember that Gene Roddenberry wrote the novel for the motion picture. Mm -hmm. I mean, about the search for God and everything, that part of it. And there's a lot of details in that novel that didn't make it to the picture that actually opens up the scope of the Star Trek universe even more so. I mean, it's a great read. Yeah, he put he put other stuff in it. And but you know, but I, but Scotty being a drunk, I don't know why he like why wouldn't know, Scotty just yeah, continue yeah. to be an engineer and you know be a proud worker and Starfleet officer. Loading Holosuite Preview Program Four: Her First Trek, a Star Trek Review Podcast. I'm not feeling him right now. What, Worf? Yeah. No, Worf is not good at this point on the show. Is he good at later point? Yeah. You don't like Worf? No, but you say that like I'm supposed to know. I obviously don't know. Well, on DS9, Worf is awesome. Oops. Spider. I was just going to say, he's not on DS9. Oh. Well, I've just given you a spoiler. Oh, come on. Okay. All right. Well, it's amazing we've done even four episodes before this where I haven't spoiled other stuff. You'll forget this anyway. Computer, deactivate Holosuite.